What is going on, Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to a rare episode on a Saturday where I just feel like the timing is right. You know, free agency starts at 12.01 a.m. tomorrow morning. So I want to kind of talk about LeBron's free agency in particular and what it means for the sport of basketball, at least in terms of the NBA. Um, and I also have a quick little story I want to tell about something that happened last night that I think everybody can find entertaining. So let me just play this intro clip and we'll dive right in. All right, so the story that I wanted to tell you guys has to do with last night. Uh, last night we went out on the town to celebrate a couple of my wife's friends uh, succeeding in passing their uh, master's thesis defense presentations. And so we went out and, uh, you know, we had, had a couple of beers or whatever and just kind of celebrated. Uh, and I, I came across this guy. Um, I was We were at a local place here in, in, in Idaho Falls. And this guy came up to me and he's like, hey, man, I like your hat. And I was wearing a Kansas City Royals hat. This is obviously not that hat. And that'll make more sense in a second. But he's like, hey, man, go Royals. And I was like, yeah, go Royals. And he's like, are you from Kansas City? I'm like, no. But I, I went to Kansas City last summer and I went to a Royals game and I thought I'd buy a hat and rep the Royals because they are actually connected to a local team here in Idaho Falls called the, called the Idaho Falls Chuckers. The Chuckers are like the first tier baseball team that leads up to the big leagues uh, for the Kansas City Royals. So they're like a farm team, if you will. And so it made sense to buy a hat and wear it around. And uh, he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He's like, well, I'm actually from Kansas City, so I'm a huge fan like, oh, that's awesome. So so you must be a big Royals fan. He's like, oh, yeah, big time. And then he asked me this question. He's like, can I buy that hat from you? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Is this real life? Like, you actually want to buy the hat off my head at a bar. Just, just right off my head, you want to buy it from me. He's like, yeah, dude, I'll give you 80 bucks for that thing right now. And I was just like, what? That is weird. I think he might've even said $40 at first. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, it's a memento. I went to Kansas city. I bought this hat at a game. I kind of want to keep it for, you know, the memories and everything like that because 40 bucks is probably pretty close to what I paid for it. I probably paid 35 somewhere in there. Um, and so at that price, I was just like, ah, I'll just keep it. No, it's, a, it's all good. And he's like, ah, it's whatever. Don't worry about it, man. I just thought I'd ask because I want to wear a Kansas City hat right now. I've got a bunch at home, but I want that one. I've, I've never been able to find that hat anywhere. And I was just like, have you looked online? You can buy it online probably. He's like, no, I want one from the stadium. So he's very particular about his Kansas City Royals hats apparently. Uh, <laughs> and so we were going about our own business. We were like talking to our friends, mingling around the bar and everything. And we cross paths again. And he's like, you know what, dude? Seriously though, I'll give you 80 bucks for that hat. So I think that's when he asked for he He was offering to pay me $80 for the hat off of my head. And I was like, dude, 80 bucks. That's like a rip off. I'm not going to do that to you. Like go online and buy one. He's like, no, I want one from the stadium. And so he's like, will you just meet me in the middle at $60? <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Cause he's like, he's meeting me in the middle between 40 and 80 at $60 when he can go online and buy this hat for probably cheaper than 35. Cause obviously it's a little more expensive when you buy it at the spot in the stadium. And so I was just like, dude, just go buy one online. He's like, no, I want one from the stadium. And so I was like, okay, fine. If you really want to buy a hat off my head for $60, 
then let's make it happen. He pulls out his wallet and gives me six tens. Like he, he went and pulled cash out to make a deal with me on this hat. I'm like, all right, dude. So I give him my hat and I'm like, there's only one condition. You have to let me know if my hat, my hair looks okay. Cause the hat was a little bit tight on my head and I, like it would put a line around my head, like in my hair and on my face and everything. And he's like, no, do you look good? I'm like, all right, well pff, shoot. There you go. You got your hat. I'm glad you got your hat. He's like, dude, I appreciate it. You have no idea. And so I, I thought that was a win for me, but he was making it sound like it was a win for him. So I'm happy for him. Uh, congrats to that guy. I had some money for breakfast this morning. Uh, <laughs> it's just very weird. Some of the weirdest stuff happens to me when I go out and about and meet new people. So, uh, that's just a fun little story for you guys, but I want to talk about some NBA free agency stuff that's going on. And, uh, it's, it's getting a little bit hot right now. So I just want to list off some dates of like when free agency starts and some things that are, um, you know, things that free agency depend on in terms of deadlines. And then we're going to kind of jump into what LeBron's free agency situation is going to be starting tomorrow. So if we look back, the NBA draft was on June 21st and then June 24th, you've got June 24th was the last day for potential restricted free agents to exercise player options. Um, so if you're a restricted free agent, means there's like limitations on your contract on what you can do. They have to make decisions on that date. And then on the 25th of June is the NBA awards show, which is kind of big. You know, I talked about it in episode 53 just the other day. Um, you can go check out that episode. I'll probably post it on in the cards after this, after I'm done doing this video. Um, but then June 29th, which is yesterday, that was the last day for decisions on player, team, and early termination options unless individual contracts specify otherwise. Uh, so these these dates are kind of like league-wide dates that um, I imagine teams and uh, agents and GMs look at in terms of building out contracts. But uh, then today, today is the last official day of the 2017-2018 NBA league year. So literally at 11:59, that's the last minute of the the year for the NBA. And then July 1st, 12:01 a.m. basically, after midnight, you know, Cinderella. That's when free agency starts, and it's it also it also signifies the official start of the 2018-19 NBA league year. Um, I'm looking at this site here called Hoops Rumors, and it's telling me about all the dates. But another thing it says is it's July moratorium begins. I don't even know what that means. Free agents can begin reaching verbal agreements with teams. So this is at the point where if you are cool with your contract and your team that you're currently with to make deals with other teams, this is when those deals start happening. And obviously leading up until now, there have been a ton of rumors around all different kinds of players and where they're going to go. Um, a lot of them false. Other ones that have been debunked as false. And others that are just kind of out there and kind of understood as a legit option for these players. Um, and so also tomorrow, free uh, restricted free agents can sign an offer sheet. Uh, also, teams can begin signing players to rookie scale contracts, minimum salary contracts, and two-way contracts. And so what that means is the players who were drafted in the NBA draft, uh, I'm pretty sure tomorrow is the day that they actually sign and become a part of that team. Obviously, when you get drafted – it's almost like a promise that you're going to be a part of that team. July 1st is when they make the deals on how much you're going to pay those players. Um, hence the rookie scale contracts phrasing there. So tomorrow is free agency. And the player that everybody's looking at right now is LeBron James. Um, 
I mean, just to, to pull up his career real quick, uh, LeBron James career. And by the way, I'm going to post this episode or this episode is posted in the one take category. Cause I'm not going to do any editing. I'm just like to play the intro. I click the play button and I just keep going. So there's no clipping at all. Uh, maybe at the beginning and end. So if there's parts that seem a little weird compared to the live podcast or whatever, it's probably because I just left it in for the raw material. Um, so just looking at LeBron's career, you know, he started in 2003, played for the Cavaliers for about seven seasons, it looks like, from 03 to 09. And then that's when he went to the Heat in that big free agency. I remember they got eliminated by the Celtics. Um, no, wait. No, no, no. I don't even know in 2009 when who they got eliminated by. But I do remember they got eliminated by the Celtics at one point, and that's when he... Uh, left a particular team. I want to say it was when he left the Cavs the first time. So in 09, he becomes a free agent and he makes this big deal about signing with the Miami Heat. Um, I mean, LeBron sort of revolutionized the way that teams handle contracts in the NBA because um, a player with so so much talent moving to a different part of the, the league kind of shifts things around a little bit and it also changed the way they handle their contracts. Like, okay, we don't want that to happen to our players. Let's put all these restrictions on it. Um, also giving them player options on whether they can stay the la- they can on their last year of their contract, they can choose to stay or leave. So it gives a little bit of more wiggle room for the players and for the coaches and, or the, I mean, the administration administrative staff uh, for each team. So he was with the heat for four years from 2010 to 2013. And we all know he won a couple championships there. And he, in 2013, he left to go back to Cleveland because his ultimate goal of his career, uh, one of his biggest goals was to bring a championship to Cleveland. So those four years in Miami were kind of like the equivalent of a player going to college. You know, it was him to develop a winning a- attitude, um, be a part of a winning atmosphere with Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and players like that. You know, Mario Chalmers, also Ray Allen at, at one point, um, helped him win one big championship, uh, I believe, back in 2012. So... I mean, him going to the Heat was kind of like college. It it looks more like that because you see four years on the stat sheet, four years in college. You know, that's what people usually, how they draw that comparison. But it also was a a means for him to develop as a player and as a human being, find out where his values are, where he can fit into the league. I mean, obviously, seven years in, going to Miami, was he already had a good amount of acumen for the league and how it all works. But going to Miami was sort of like a let me get this winning attitude about me and then take it back to Cleveland and win them a championship. And we, as we all know, if you're an NBA fan, you know that that has happened. Um, they've been he's been to so many NBA finals straight, like eight or nine at this point, and he's got three championships. And they played the Warriors in the last four finals when he's been at Cleveland. So, you know, Warriors won the first one, Cavs won the second one, or no, yeah, Cavs won the. Shoot, I don't even remember. Who won those championships, guys? Holy crap, NBA Finals. This is why the one-take thing is so interesting because I have to look up facts as I'm doing it. I mean, it's like a live show, but I'm not going to clip it out because it's it you know it helps me. It, it, it just kind of lets you know how little I actually know about the trivia parts of basketball. I can talk about sports for days in general, but when it comes to numbers and dates and all that stuff, it just escapes me because I can always do a Google search and find it. So... Um, let's see who, when did they win? I mean, it should be fresh on my mind, right? Cause I mean, it's only been the last four years, but still. So 20, 
13, the Heat won the championship. So that was when. Wait, no, no, no. That that's a lie. That's a lie. I think the Spurs won it that year. That's so confusing. Why doesn't it put a little star next to it like championship? Uh, results by teams. Here we go. Miami Heat. I just want to find this out too. Miami Heat. Blah blah blah. Okay, whatever. I don't even care. But we know that when he went to the the Cavaliers back in 2013, I believe is what it was. <sighs> yeah, 2014 when he went to the Cavs, it was Warriors. Cavs Warriors for the next four years, including this year. Um, and he brought a championship to Cleveland, so he accomplished his goal that he ultimately wanted to do. I mean, he's from Akron, pretty close to Cleveland. He's like a hometown kid playing for his hometown team. Um, how how much cooler can it get than that? You know, that's pretty awesome. But now that he's his contract is up, he had signed a four-year deal similar to like what he did with the Miami Heat, and he had a player option at the end of his contract. So in his last year, he can choose to opt in or opt out. And usually when you opt in, you can still get traded, obviously. But if you opt out, it's like, I want to be a free agent. I want to shop all my deals right now rather than get into the season and get going and then get traded. And I think LeBron is definitely that kind of player because he's the type of guy that um, if he becomes a free agent, he wants to be able to get to his new city and get his ass to work and start trying to gel with his new teammates and everything because we've seen how how hard it was on them this year when they had a bunch of trades happen at the deadline. Um, just pretty poorly managed, obvious, honestly. Um, and then he had to try and mesh with a whole new set of guys. Still managed to get them to the finals, which I thought was mind-blowing. Um, considering all the moves that happened and uh, ended up losing it in the end. But it just, him opting out says, okay, show me what you got, teams. And really there's only two teams that have been talked about in, in extensive ways about acquiring him. And it's like the Cleveland Cavaliers are the obvious go-to. that, According to their administrative staff, Getting LeBron James back in this free agency is their plan A, B, and C. I've seen that on many different articles. Like They are going to do everything they can in their power in terms of money and getting players around him to keep him in Cleveland. But the problem with that is that his time in Cleveland has just been so poorly managed. Like the, the, you know, the GMs and stuff, they cannot get the right players around him. Um, I don't know. There's a lot more to that story, but... They just don't do a very good job of surrounding him with the type of role players that they need to continue to succeed as a team. And this crazy trade that happened in the middle of the season in 2017-2018 just kind of shows how chaotic it can be. And I just don't think LeBron wants to be a part of that situation anymore. So he's giving them the the uh, obviously giving them a chance by going into free agency. They can make him a deal, tell him who's going to go to Cleveland with him or stay in Cleveland. He's going to stay in Cleveland. Who are they going to bring on to help him? Um, but he's also going to be looking at other teams. And the only other team that's been really talked about is the Los Angeles Lakers. And if you know me at all, I'm a big Lakers fan, but I try to look at basketball and pretty much all sports as objectively as I can. Like, obviously I want the Lakers to win a championship. And if LeBron goes there with a bunch of other star players, I'm probably going to lose a lot of money just buying shirts and gear because I want to wear a shirt with the King's name on it and, uh, say that he played for my team and I was there to witness that, you know. Um, but looking at this whole Lakers situation, it's very, very interesting. Um, there have been 
Magic Johnson has been fined before. I mean, just this last year for talking about players because being a the chief of basketball operations, you can't talk about other players because it is a like a conflict of interest, like almost like you're you're trying to woo them to come to your team in the offseason. All he said was Giannis is going to be an MVP. And by saying that, Giannis could see that as, oh, Magic likes me. I should go play for the Lakers. And so it's kind of like a he's trying to steal players from other teams, even though that's probably wasn't was was not what his intent was. Um, but this this situation is very interesting because LeBron James has been c- compared to Magic Johnson through his years in terms of his playmaking ability, being able to find the open guy. He's he can pass the ball if he wants to, but he can also score the ball when needed. Um, also extremely talented, high IQ player, similar to Magic Johnson. So him going to the Lakers would be a nice pairing with Magic and LeBron, but the Lakers will not succeed if they don't bring anybody else on with LeBron. I mean, you look at the players that are on that team right now. Uh, you got Lonzo Ball, who j- actually just tore his meniscus in his left knee. He's going to be ready for the next season, but you know that could maybe affect the decision a little bit. Is Lonzo going to be healthy? Is he going to be able to perform to help get LeBron the ball when he needs it and help perf- you know get his shooting percentage up from last year? Because let's be honest, it wasn't that great. Um, but like you got Lonzo Ball, you have Josh Hart, who was sort of the backup filling in for Lonzo when he was injured last year. Lonzo only played 52 games. Uh, you got Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, who's like an all-around player. He's got that gorgeous sky hook going for him and the baby hook and running jumpers, like turnaround jumpers. He's got everything, man. Very athletic, big guy, uh, plays the three. And then you have people like Contavious Caldwell-Pope, very fast, can shoot the three ball. Um, then you get to the big guys. You have really nothing all that crazy good. Well, Brandon Ingram, let's not forget these guys. Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, obviously, two guys who developed an identity for themselves in the league in terms of like finding a skill that they can do and dominate with and, and not be able to be stopped. Like Julius Randle, they called him the bull in the, the – the bull in the China shop, he's just kind of a bully down low, and he would get contact, get and ones and all this, and he was very successful all year long with his moves. Brandon Ingram was the same. He can drive to the to the hoop and he can finish. Um, and it's kind of a rare thing to see because, you know, in, in today's NBA, there's just a lot of shooters. So I, th- I find that very interesting that the Lakers sort of have their own identity right now, like a drive and finish type of team, rather than focus on shooting threes, get rebounds, and put up the putbacks. Um and so, I mean, the Lakers have some very interesting pieces, and I'm pretty sure the only player they're willing, the only players they're really hoping they can hold on to at this point are Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram. Um, you know, Lonzo would probably be pretty heartbroken if he got traded away from the Lakers because he's playing for his hometown team, and he also likes LeBron. So, like, if he got traded away in that situation, he'd probably be extremely heartbroken. And you can't help but feel bad for a guy in that situation. You know what I mean? Even if you don't like his dad, uh, <laughs> which I know a lot of people don't. But if LeBron goes there, they just can't get by with the team that's there. Um, I've seen things where like the Lakers, if they were to try and bring on people like Kawhi Leonard, who is a big free agent this year, they would have to trade away like five or six players to even get anything out of that. And to think about like what kind of draft picks they would give up to try and get LeBron and Kawhi. Dude, there's their te- They'd have to bring on some people, but then again, the last couple of years have been rebuilding seasons after Kobe uh, retired, and even before he retired, they were honestly rebuilding seasons. But uh, they they also don't have the best draft picks in the drafts coming up to get players there, so they have to 
trade their draft picks around to try and get some players who can play well with LeBron. But they did make some moves in the last couple of years that freed up enough cap space for two max contract players. LeBron is the forefront of that discussion. But Kawhi Leonard is also there. And you also have Paul George, who's a free agent. Um, he actually just opted out of his contract as well not too long ago, a couple days ago. And, you know, he's he's a guy who has already said things like, I am hell-bent on going to play for the Lakers if I'm not competing on a championship-caliber team. And he's coming from a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder where they're having to pick and choose who gets the ball the most because they have Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, who is an extremely high-volume shooter, and then you've got Paul George, who's a scorer and likes to shoot the ball well as well. So he kind of it makes sense for him to want to leave OKC. And you also have Kawhi Leonard, who already said that if he were to go anywhere, he'd want to go to the Lakers. And he feels like he was mishandled. His injury was mishandled by the administrative staff uh, in San Antonio, where uh, they said that he was cleared to play for the playoffs, but he didn't feel comfortable playing and he wanted to get a second opinion. And he said that when he said that, you know, in his own safety of his own career, you know, if you play with an injury like a torn quad like that and it ends up not being healthy, you could ruin your career. So it makes sense for him to want to, you know, get a second look at it. But the team saw that as, oh, you're weak. You can't play while you're hurt. And, you know, there's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. But, I think is a valid choice. I mean, in all honesty, they didn't stand a chance in the playoffs. I mean, they have Kawhi and some old guys like Ginobili and Parker, um, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge as well. But I just don't think they could have hang, could have, could have hanged or could have hung with the guys in the playoffs. You know, they would have got eliminated. And so I don't know if that was a part of his thinking. I don't think he's he's obviously a high level competitor. He wouldn't say he wants a second opinion to not play. He want he was must have been seriously concerned about his health. So he feels like the San Antonio Spurs mishandled him in that situation. He's a little bit bitter and he's already made it known that he wants to, wants to be traded. And so he's kind of on the table as well. The Spurs are going to be very picky in who they bring on. I mean, those guys, they're a smart bunch of people, uh, but when they get rid of Kawhi, they're going to want to get something out of it that can benefit them in a big way. It's something to build for the future. And so I wouldn't doubt it if they try to go after Kuzma on the Lakers, but I don't think the Lakers want to give him up either. He's like the most promising young guy on that team. Um, Josh Hart's also pretty good. Lonzo hasn't really proved himself that much. But Kuzma is a guy I feel like you want to keep. He's a guy kind of like a um, like a Devin Booker for the Suns. You can build a franchise around him. Um, but, you know, we've seen how well that's turned out in Phoenix for Devin Booker. Um, nobody else around him on the Suns, and they were like the worst team in the league. But he did put up 70 points, though, at one point. That's pretty cool. Shows you what he can do, but not the rest of the team. <laughs> so you've got LeBron, you've got Kawhi, you've got Paul George, all who are interested in playing in L.A. And they all you know, are interested in forming a team where they can go win a championship. Plus, L.A. is L.A., man. It's the glitz and the glam. It's the purple and gold, all the history there. Um, but the thing that bugs me is all the time you hear you know, LeBron to L.A. And it's like, well, is it L.A.L. or is it L.A.C.? Because there is another team in L.A. called the Clippers who also have a really great coach in Doc Rivers. Um, I don't think Luke Walton has really proved himself. I think he is a great coach. He's you know led the Lakers to get the most wins um, in a season over the past like five or six years. Uh, but I think that's honestly just because Kobe's gone and they've been able to put some pieces in the right place. But I think from a coaching perspective, you'd want to go to the Clippers because you got Doc Rivers. 
but it's just not the Lakers. You know what I mean? You got Magic Johnson there, Luke Walton, who is a promising coach, and you have a lot of pieces there that you can play with. Um, whereas on the Clippers, you know, they don't have Chris Paul anymore. Uh, all they have is DeAndre Jordan, and he just opted out. He wants to get traded. So the Clippers are going to be trash is what it's looking like, and they're trying to form a super team with the Lakers. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know if I hit these points already or not, but LeBron opted out of his contract just yesterday. Uh, so it is official. He is a free agent now, and free agency begins tomorrow. I saw a report just now saying that um, LeBron is – uh, not meeting in person when free agency starts. Not he it says Ka, LeBron James and Cavaliers not meeting in person when free agency starts. So it sounds like LeBron's just going to sit back at home, have his phone turned on, have a couple of different phone numbers going. I don't know how he's going to do that, um, and just be taking calls. And you know, obviously, we, I've only talked about the Lakers and the Cavaliers, but you could you you'd be dumb as an NBA team to not try and pursue LeBron to get him to come to your squad. Like the 76ers were also in that discussion, you know, get him to go play with Joel Embiid and Joel Embiid has been trying to talk it up and get him to go there. And then you've got uh, the Houston Rockets. Chris Paul is there with James Harden, Clint Capella and LeBron would be a nice fit there because they don't have like a superstar at that position. Um, although it would cause another issue similar to the OKC with, uh, with, you know, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony and Paul George all trying to share the ball. Um, So, I mean, there's a few teams out there, but it's ultimately looking like the Cavs or the Lakers. And in my opinion, my prediction is that if something doesn't happen tomorrow, I don't think anything is going to happen. Just because, like LeBron, like I was saying earlier, LeBron is the type of guy that if he's going to be traded, he's going to want to get to that new city, get settled in, meet the guys, meet the staff, and get to work. He wants to develop this team to championship level quality. So he doesn't want to waste any time. I mean, he's, he's obviously been on vacation seeing the snaps and, and the Instagram stories and all that. But as soon as he can get to work, you know, when, when the next season starts, which is tomorrow technically, he's going to want to hit the, re- the ground running. So whatever stands out to him, he's going to either make a deal on that. If it doesn't, if it doesn't suit his interests, he's just going to stay where he's at in Cleveland and you know keep the hometown happy and try his best there, and then maybe hope for a trade, or I mean maybe try to get traded early on in the year. So that's just kind of my opinion. But the thing that I hear all the time is like people people hate hearing about LeBron James in the media all the time, but what these people don't fully understand is that LeBron James is, he's the face of the NBA. He, he has revolutionized the game in terms of contract creation, in terms of a big man ability and, you know, being a, a floor general, a leader on the floor. That's almost like you don't need a coach at some points, you know, you just have LeBron on the floor. He does everything. And when a player like him goes into free agency, similar to when he left Cleveland the first time to go to Miami and when he left Miami to go back to Cleveland, it shook the entire NBA world. Um, I mean, granted, Miami Heat and the Cleveland Cavs are both in the East, so all it did was just shift the the strength and the authority of of the Eastern Conference to a different team with different players and everything, but it changes the dy- dynamic a little bit. In this case, where he'd be, you know, most of the teams that are going for him are west you know west coast teams except for the you know the sixers who might have a chance at getting him and so 
when a player like LeBron goes into free agency, it can change the entire outlook of the NBA season the following year and for years to come. I mean, he's probably got five years left in him, I would say. I mean, he's played 15, had his best season yet at year 15, but he is a bigger guy, and, and you know, and he's a very athletic guy, so his body can't take that wear and tear all that long. I mean, Kobe played 20 years, and he was an athletic guy too, but he was slimmer. He was He was more of a quick guy. LeBron's a power guy, and I just don't see him playing more than five years. Like, I don't think he makes it to 20 years, but, you know, look at Tom Brady. <laughs> he's done a lot, uh, but and he's also taken some hits. So that's just another way to bring it in, into perspective. But it's so big for the game of basketball because obviously LeBron has a lot of fans. He has a lot of haters. And he's played for a couple different teams, and he's grew fan bases in those cities because of his clout and because of his – his abilities on the floor and off the floor. Honestly, he's done a lot for his communities that he's been a part of. Um, so like when he was in Cleveland, he helped build up the fan base there. There's a ton of Cleveland fans now. And, you know, he helped win them a championship at one point. And so it kind of gives hope to that city. And then when he moves to Miami for that, those, that four stretch, four year stretch, he brings a lot of fans to the Miami heat and then they have Dwayne Wade. So it just kind of brings a lot of attention to that team. And imagine like if he switched over to the Lakers or to the Rockets, whatever, like I'm saying, I want to go buy a Jersey. If LeBron moves there, you know, that's just one example of how he's going to impact the financial outlook of the, of that city or that, that fan base. Um, but I think the big picture thing is that he would be altering the outlook of the NBA for the unforeseeable future. Uh, the Lakers have been a championship team. He could bring them back into contention immediately within his first year. And that's huge. Like I know Lakers, I mean, I'm a Lakers fan. I know how passionate they can be. So having him be there would be like kind of like when Kevin Durant left and went to the Warriors, it got so much noise, especially because he joined a team that uh, almost had a record-breaking year. Um, I mean, they had record. It was a, definitely a record-breaking year. But I think what I mean to say is that he's going to get a lot of hate for it if he does leave, but he, can, he will – instantly impact that team and impact that city um, in more ways than people really imagine. So the fact that it changes the look of the NBA could be good for ratings for the NBA. I know they're always trying to uh, do the, what, do what they can. I don't think they actually uh, have the refs mess up games so that they go to game sevens or anything like that. I just think it happens, but this is one of those things that will keep people engaged in the NBA all year round through his free agency this summer, uh, him getting to meet his new team if he gets traded or if he stays there, what kind of players they're going to bring to Cleveland. So it kind of makes the NBA a more relevant thing year round rather than just during the season. So I'm extremely excited for the free agency stuff. I mean, I, I've I've been active on Twitter in the past about it and it gets a lot of noise on, on the social media outlets. And so um, I can't help but talk about it, especially when – when one of the greatest players of all time is thinking about switching teams for the third time uh, to go to potentially the other side of the league, um, shifting the focus on um, them beating the Warriors in the Western Conference and then cruising to the finals and probably destroying whoever's there. So that if that doesn't paint a better picture for you, I don't know what will. Because the thing that people have been hating on lately in the NBA is like, oh, I don't, I, I'm sick of seeing the same teams in the finals. It's like, okay, so LeBron getting traded should please you, right? Unless you're a Cavs fan or a LeBron fan. I mean, if you're a LeBron fan, maybe you're okay with it. Maybe you're cool with him getting a change of scenery because then you get a change of scenery. You get to follow a different team. 
So, I mean, there's so many different ways you can look at it. I just think it's um, obviously he's going to make the best decision for himself and for his family. And there are pieces about his family that make LA a good option. His family lives there. They have a house there. His kids are probably going to school there. There have been rumors. Gary Payton said that his son committed to a certain high school that's in the LA area. Uh, his wife has been in and out of LA. She has friends in LA. I followed this story enough. Trust me, I know. But he has all the reason to go to LA, but he also has all the reason to stay in Cleveland to be true and loyal to that city that he came from and brought him to be the man that he is. But the way the management has treated him, maybe it also makes sense to get out of there. So so many different angles. I could go on about this forever, but I feel like I'm just talking in circles. So let it just let us just stick it with that uh, and know that tomorrow you should probably have your notifications turned on for a few different apps, probably ESPN. Uh, go find Adrian Wojnarowski on Twitter and follow him and turn on notifications because you're going to be getting bombarded with all the deals that are going down. I've already got the notifications on. It's been going crazy. So um, make sure you do that if you want to follow NBA Free Agency and see what LeBron decides to do maybe tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Um, I just know it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be a different NBA next year regardless of what happens. So that does it for me on this rare Saturday episode uh, in the one take category, just kind of going for it on NBA free agency. And hopefully that story of selling my hat kind of, kind of gave you a little chuckle, but I'll let you guys get back to your weekend. Enjoy NBA free agency and all that comes with it. Also, since I won't be talking to you next week, next Wednesday is July 4th. So I won't be doing an episode that day. So uh, happy Independence Day ahead of time. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Travel safe. Um, and and go America. You know, another Independence Day. It's so cool. So I'm out of here. I'm just going to let you guys go. All right. Have a good rest of your weekend. See you in a couple weeks. <laughs>